From Bentonville, the epicenter of retail's hometown, it's the Supplier Community Podcast, giving you 24-7 access to a community of emerging and experienced thought leaders in the retail space. Enjoy the show. Influencer marketing. It's a huge subject right now, but not for entirely good reasons. There's been a lot of abuse and a lot of misconceptions about what influencer marketing is and how it works. There's no denying that influencer marketing has changed advertising forever, shifting budget and attention from the tried and true formats that worked for over half a century and putting brand awareness in the hands of what some would call non-professionals. At the same time, celebrities still hold a lot of sway with consumers, just not as much as they have in the past. Joining us for SMTB19 was country music performer Hunter Hayes, presented by Husay. Listen as Hunter talks about what it's like to be a celebrity influencer, how he built his career, and what goes into the making of a hit record. Enjoy the show, and as always, you can learn more on our website, supplier.community. All right, so last session, we're going to talk about connecting with fans. So connecting with fans of your brands, connecting with fans of Walmart, and connecting with fans of country music. So in just a few minutes, we're going to have uh, country music sensation Hunter Hayes up here on stage uh, for a fireside chat. Uh, before we do that, I just wanted to very briefly, I promise briefly, I'm going to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Mike. I am the head of shopper marketing uh, for Husay. Husay Shopper is the shopper marketing arm of Viacom. So at Who Say Shopper, we create social content and uh, shopping uh, shopper experiences in store. Okay, so our products are, include social influence, using top tier talent. Uh, we have creative production and talent all in house, as well as media distribution. And then our other product is retail tainment. So we talked a little bit on the last panel about creating surprise and delight moments. Um, celebrity meet and greets, uh, just anything uh, out of the norm, anything, you know, don't look at the playbook from yesteryear, let's, let's figure out something else really cool to do, okay? So that's what we'd like to do together. Um, so in a minute, we're going uh, to bring Hunter out. Before I do, I just wanted to kind of set uh, the framework for the conversation. So I'm going to do that by sharing just four quick best practices around uh, connecting with fans. Uh, the first being create shareable moments, right? You heard me say that before, right? We want to create moments that fans will share. We want to create moments uh, so that the, the shoppers are creating the content for you and that they're sharing that. Okay, that doesn't happen with your standard playbook uh, retail tainment executions. We want to create bigger moments, okay? Uh, the second point is uh, while your fans are capturing content during those moments and your fans are snapping pictures, uh, your, your fans are, are sharing that content um, on social. In fact, 50% of, of shoppers say they'll share between two to five uh, uh, posts about a branded uh, experience. Uh, but we also encourage you to capture your own content, okay? Because you want to scale that event. When you have an experience with a fan or you have an experience with a shopper, you want to be able to scale that and distribute that broadly using social also taking that content in-store, putting it on in-store packaging, on display, and so on. So the third point is to get it out there, right? That's the idea of scaling it. That's the idea of getting those ex expanded usage rights. So when you capture the content, 
You want to be able to put that through social, which is the number one digital platform for influencing shoppers, but you also want to take that in-store uh, uh, on, the, on the screens at the back of the store. You want to put them on in-store displays, on, on pole signs, and so on. So that's how you scale that investment. Okay, and the last point as we transition is be authentic, man. Be brand safe, okay? Be authentic to your brand. Also be authentic to the Walmart brand or to your retail partner's brand, okay? So that leads me to what is more authentic to the Walmart brand than country music, right? So without further ado, um, I just want to take a minute and introduce Hunter Hayes. So Hunter is a Grammy-nominated, CMT-awarded, Billboard Choice Awarded, Kids' Choice Awarded, um, many, many awards, more than, than I'm listing here. Uh, Hunter, actually, <laughs> Hunter actually started performing. I mean, he's, he's a protege, right? He plays 30 uh, instruments. He started his career at two years old performed in the White House for President Bill Clinton at seven years old. All of this happening in youth at 17, he moved to Nashville, he's taken Nashville by storm. His hit, Wanted, uh, when it hit number one on the chart, that made Hunter the youngest solo male performer to reach number one on the chart. So please give a welcome to Hunter Hayes. Thanks for having me, all I really appreciate it. I feel very unqualified to speak in front of you, but I'm happy to be here. So, <laughs> just break the ice with that. Yeah, this is so cool, man. Look at this, Hunter A. So, I'm excited. So, Hunter, you're, it's well known that you're you're a talented musician, instrumentalist, uh, songwriter. You know, I mentioned all those these awards, right? All these awards that, that I, I read off, and and it seems to me, you look at the People's Choice Award, you look at the Kids' Choice Awards, you seem to do particularly well with fan voted awards. So, to me, that's a that's evidence of a rabid fan base. Mm. So, tell me, how, how do you connect with your fans? Man, I, um, so I don't really, I'm not, I'm not of the marketing mind. I just, I'm lucky because I obviously, I do it I love. I mean, there's, that, that's kind of, that's the easy part. <laughs> um, and that's kind of the, the, the guilty uh, part of it is that uh, we've always had a very active fan base. You know, we kind of, we, we've categorized that we were just talking about this earlier, actually, uh, on a completely unrelated note, but, you know, like, love, share, um, our, our fans are sharers. They, they are very passionate. Um, and I think, honestly, at the end of the day, um, maybe, maybe intentionally by someone other than myself, maybe there's somebody, uh, I've, I've, obviously, I work with a lot of really smart people, <laughs> but uh, for, at least for me, my biggest thing is reaching, uh, my audience at the end of the day is probably, it, it starts from people like me. Because um, I'm talking, you know, if I'm being honest, if I'm writing things that are real for me, if I'm diving in and being a proper, like, artist, being vulnerable, being transparent, um, I'm talking about things that matter to me. Um, and so my audience is not really my audience. They're more or less my age group, my friends, you know. And it, and it goes all over. And we've seen an awesome, like, an incredible, you know, wide uh, age group of people at, at the shows and all that, that stuff. But uh, I think at the end of the day, um, it wasn't really designed. Like, we didn't, we didn't go at the first album designing how we were going to reach people. We just started with the music and started from... Uh, you know, you've heard the, 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 the famous TED Talks and all the, the great things about it started from the why. Why do I do this? Because I love it. Why am I singing about this? Because it matters to me. And at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, that's, 
I think that's that's why we ended up with the with the fan base that we have, and they're still here after you know sort of four years in between the last album and this new sort of cycle that we're starting, um, because we've stayed true to that. It's always been why because this matters to me, you know, and I think uh, I think they can hopefully relate to that, but uh, I, hopefully it's because they see that and feel that, you know. Yeah, and it's it's been it's been an incredible pleasure getting to know you. I've been a fan. You know, for a while, but over the last couple of weeks, I've, I've you know gotten to know you a little bit. And I mean, this dude is authentic. I mean, he's he's the real deal. I mean, he's doing this out of passion, and his fans know that. Fans know when you're when you're fake, right? So you got to be authentic. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because it's like you know they they might not know at first, but I think that's the you know time time tells all. And you know if your design is hey let's do this real quick and flash in the pan and you know that then you can you know sometimes you can <laughs> you can get away with inauthentic uh, moments but uh, that's not uh, that's not a lifelong career and for me I want to be doing this when I'm 60 you know yeah. 70 80 as long as as long as I physically can you know for sure and you will you will so a great way to connect with fans is is through social right so we we've, right. we've been talking a lot about social. And you know we all have have brands, and we're trying to connect our brands with with the fans of our brands or fans of the Walmart brand. Um, what can you tell us about how you connect with with fans on social? So I'm a naturally shy human being. I know, shocking. <laughs> but um, I chose a really interesting career path. But but you know I, I I explain to people who come to our show for the first time at every show like this is actually the only place where I feel like I can be myself. Um, which is really strange because I, you know my family's not musical, so it's not like I, I you know I was I was I knew I was going to do music. But it, what I'm getting to is, I'm a naturally shy guy, so uh, you know, like I'll comment on things on social media, like sometimes on Instagram, because uh, that happens to be my, be my favorite just at the moment because I'm obsessed with photography. A picture's worth a thousand words, and and I think uh, you know a caption uh, can multiply that. Um, but I, I'll interact that way. But for me, honestly, at the end of the day, it's in person. When we're on tour, um, like, yeah, we've, we've got, like, a meet and greet that's, like, a ticketed event. But we've also got, always, we've got, you know, two to three to five different ways to interact with fans in person um, that we can, we can reach them, whether they have access to certain things or not, right? There's, yeah, there's some social media things, but there's also just, like, um, you know, like it's kind of known, like at the end of the show, uh, typically before the bus pulls out, you know, we'll go and just say hey to whoever's left, you know, whoever's still there. And so we, we've, we've tried to create moments where anybody can access directly in person because I feel like that's when people get to know me. Um, if not, if they haven't gotten to know me through the show, which, which the show is designed to totally break down the walls and the music was written, um, especially in this chapter, I feel like this is the most sort of like scary honest I think I've ever been and so uh, but it's all it's all based on that one-on-one -on -one interaction so anything that we do in social media world is always driving to how do we get how do I get to be in person with somebody yeah. you know I think that's brilliant we've been talking a lot about these these moments shareable moments and in-person moments mm. and you can frankly you can connect with your fans so much better one-on-one -on -one, in person like you do and you have to go out of your way to do that now that's not always you know, scalable. You've got millions of fans. You can't right. meet 
in person with millions and tens of millions of fans. But you can meet with as many as you do, and you yeah. make that effort to do that, and then you can leverage social then to share that experience and share your passions yeah. um, to, to millions. Yeah, not that necessarily I think about it, but in thinking about it in the context of this so that I could try to explain it, I feel like in person, you know, uh, we're able to sort of light this fire, this relationship, this connection. And social media uh, allows us to kind of just fan that flame and, 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 and keep it going. And, and, and again, it's about creating an environment too. You know, the, the in-person thing is not just, you know, if you, if you meet me, we're going to be best friends. It's, it's the goal is to create an environment at the show um, with the music, with the interaction, um, a, a very safe environment and one that you, you want to be in, you know? So this, this group, or at least me, I, I can't speak for the group, right? But we're all curious about the, you know, the, the celebrity lifestyle. And, <laughs> you know, and you, you talk about, you know, the creating these moments in, 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 at the concerts and creating these moments. Is there any moment that, that stands out or that would surprise me or, or anybody out here? I'm asking for them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, sure you are. Um, um, I mean, there's plenty. Uh, give me, uh, go, go deeper into that question. Sure. So, uh, rabbit fans. Rabbit okay. fans yeah. um, that, that blew your mind. You, you show up at a venue and, and, you know, to create a surprise and delight moment for your fans, and yet yep. they in turn surprised and delighted you. Yep, got it. Okay, so, um, so I wrote a song earlier this year with, a, with Andy Grammer, who I'm a huge fan of, but we've never written together. And uh, we started off doing his podcast, which is incredible. And if you like podcasts at all, slash if you have a heart and a soul, it's worth, it's worth at least 10 minutes of your time to listen to, not just, uh, you don't have to listen to mine, but just listen to this podcast in general. It's called The Good Parts. Uh, and it tackles sort of faith and misconception of faith, slash um, religion and all that good stuff in a, in a very human way. Um, so we had this conversation and kind of my deal or our deal with, with him was like, yeah, we'll do the podcast if you're willing to stay and write. So I, I had him captive in my basement, right? And uh, we started writing and first of all, the, the, the conversation, the beautiful thing about writing songs is typically you want to have a 45-minute conversation before anybody in the room says, okay, well, what do you want to write today? Um, because if you, if you ask that before that conversation, you've taken the human element completely out of the song. Um, if you've had this human moment, you can write about the conversation that you're having, and that's, that's 10 times more effective. And so the brilliant thing is that the conversation that led to the song is out for the world to hear. Um, but we started writing this song. I had started writing this letter to the world, and I realized I was writing a letter to God. And so I wrote another letter on the plane on my way back to Nashville right before we were going to write. So I had this title, Dear God. We started talking about it. He starts, you know, pacing the room because he's just full of energy. Um, and he sang this beautiful chorus. Um, you know, we kind of, we, we'll, we'll jumble words in the middle. We'll just make up stuff. And as long as it's got a beginning and an end, like, as long as we know where we're going, that's, that's we, we like having shapes as, as writers. And he finished the chorus with, Dear God, are you sure that you don't mess up? And... Obviously, as a, you know, a, a, a man of faith, um, not necessarily religion, but of faith, um, I had a hard time with that. But, you know, the first verse says, you know, here I go again. Three glasses in, counting my sins, home alone again. It's three in the morning, just me and my demons at war again, so I'm calling in, are you listening? My fans have never heard any of those things from me. 
Um, they know that I stay up late. Now they know that I drink scotch. Um, <laughs> but uh, thanks to the song you heard when I was walking up. But they've never heard any of these things. And I, uh, you know, I knew that I was either going to make a depressing message out of it or use it for good. And I really wanted Dear God to be a safe, converse, a safe place for people to have a conversation and make people aware of the fact that even though I've got a mic and a spotlight, it does not mean that I don't wake up every morning going, am I really good enough? Wow. Today's a perfect example. Like, am I really qualified to be speaking to these people on, on these terms? Um, so there's this constant battle. And I, I wanted people to know that it, it, it's not exclusive. It, it's, not, it, it's, it, it's not just you. You're not alone. Um, I, I face these same things. I have... Uh, and, I'm insecure about how many insecurities I have. But that's what makes, I think that's what makes my song, that's what makes me a songwriter. That's what makes me need to songwrite because I need an outlet. So anyway, so in sharing that, um, I shared this weakness, right, with all, with all the world. And um, the response still brings me to tears because first couple of shows, um, I had kind of incorporated with my message, like, hey, let this be a reminder. Number one, you're not alone, but two, you're good enough. You are loved, and you are meant to be exactly who, who you are. Um, and one of the first shows after the song came out, which the song has been streamed like a, way, way above our expectations um, and shared, but uh, someone had printed out these signs, and it's happened now at like three or four different shows. One person will print out like hundreds of signs, and at the beginning of the song, everyone in the audience is sharing this message. And the best part is, I was shocked that they were reminding me that I was good enough, right? But they were also using this song as a platform and starting campaigns on their own to like encourage people around them. And I was seeing these really cool videos on Instagram pop up and all these comments and supporting each other. So it, they, they built their own like community of uh, support uh, based on the message of that song. And I was scared to just put the song out there because it says shit in it. And and it talks about all these sort of, you know, battling demons, and it's a bit of a dark topic, but in, in a good way, I think, you know, because uh, my message is, you know, I, I feel like I get handed these big questions so that I can ask and he can answer in a big way. That's what my belief is in my message. So, um, so that song totally caught me off guard, and <laughs> I was very hesitant to have that be the first song off of this new album, because in a marketing scheme like that makes no sense yeah. uh, to go that deep that quick but it worked it was and not necessarily worked it 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 it, it took on a life of its own I guess um, it was a reactive song amongst my friends amongst our team and it you know it totally caught me off guard yeah. that's that's amazing I mean you just surprised and delighted me and I'm, I'm sure some some others out here <laughs> I mean, you gave us an insight that. into not only the creative process, which is great, but you gave us some deep insight in, in, into, you know, Hunter. And, yeah. and thank you for, for that, for sure. Um, that, that's amazing. You know, this is, this is unscripted right now, but, but I, I, I want to open it to the floor. If anybody has any questions for Hunter, you know, I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot in advance. I love it. But if anybody has any questions, I still I ain't going to answer a question I don't want to answer. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. I'll creatively get out of it. I, I have a few more questions that we'll go back to, but I think... After what you just said, let's let's hear. Yes, sir. That seems like like five different topics that I could spend hours on. Um, sorry. So when you say responsibility, like what? Wh how, how do you mean that? Yeah. Um, I guess there is a lot. There is a lot. There's a lot. Um, as you're, far you're as you're going to stress them out now. <laughs> I said, 
Yeah, actually, it's been great. I gotta go. Oh, time for that. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I'm the most irresponsible person you'll probably ever meet in your life, honestly. Um, and I think where that works to my advantage is I know immediately in a moment whether I am serving that purpose or not serving that purpose. And so I tend to lean into, even though it's not a discipline to practice by the longest stretch of the imagination, I tend to lean into whatever I'm really passionate about at that moment. Um, uh, so I guess what I'm getting at is responsibility-wise, I mean, I don't know that, uh, put it this way, the days that I think about my responsibilities as responsibilities, I'm overly depressed and incredibly over, like, stressed uh, you know, feel exhausted and all those things. It's all how it's so cheesy, but it really is. It's what you make it. It really is. Um, you have either the responsibility of posting on social media or the opportunity to share your, you know, goofy-ass, unedited, unfiltered self on social media. Um, and I'm still learning how to do that. By no means have I mastered it, and I don't think I ever will. Um, I think it's going to be a learning process for me, and I'm surrounded by people who are really freaking good at it, thank heavens. Um, but as far as, I'm, I'm trying to get to the heart of your question to make sure that I actually properly answer it. Um, but I, f I feel like, honestly, at the, I've tried to be a lot of things by... There, I think this is your, the answer. I've tried, I've gone through several different stages. When I moved to Nashville, I had nothing to lose because I had nothing. And it was just like, make the music you love. And, you know, I, I had a great team around me who was kind of helping me. Because we write like 100 to 200 songs to get like a 10-song record, right? So this is, this is a process. We don't just write 10 songs and we're like, that's the record. It's not that at all. Um, and so I have a great team of people around me that was you know, helping me, because obviously there's songs that I care about because they're, they're, they're my heart, they're my soul, I'm pouring out my life, right? Uh, so I, I, can't, I can't make business decisions based on those songs, and I can't make those songs based on business decisions, which is what I fell into on the other side. Flip side, success, uh, I felt a responsibility to write certain kinds of songs, and honestly, that's where I was for the past four years. I was trying to please everybody but myself. And when I finally said, screw it, I'm writing what I want to write, I wrote the first song that my entire team reacted to, which was one shot. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and I'm not supposed to. And I think um, when I let go of that, you know, it's the subtle art of not giving it, you, you get it. It's when I, when I finally kind of let go of the, the word responsibility is when I'm able to handle it. You know, um, I know that I'm good at certain things. Some days I'm creative in a marketing scenario and I jump into that role if I can. Um, because I, I find something that I can speak to honestly without having to think about it. Um, but yeah, if you think about it that way, it, it, it'll just slowly bring you down to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that you have you, and how much are other people? It's been simple. It's a simple algorithm. Um, I've got an incredible team. They all work very hard, and they will all tell you how frustrated they get with me, because at the end of the day, nothing goes out unless I've um, if, it's, if, it's, if it's words, it has to come from me. And they can, you know, say, hey, we're thinking about doing something like this. And it, until I've responded, nothing goes out. Um, if it's an image, until I've approved it, nothing goes out. And it, that keeps it on brand because, it, you know, if I'm scared of it, there's a reason for it. You know, or if it feels unauthentic, the, hey, tune into this, or guys, check out my new, I delete those 
you know, tech suggestions and I start from scratch, you know. Um, because for me, you know, the brand is me, which is, you know, that could go both ways. But um, it, it has to be something I, 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 like if I read it and I'm like, that's an ad, then it's like, we're not doing that, you know. We're going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to speak to what excites me about it. And, uh, and hopefully that will move people the right direction. I'm not going to tell them to go look at something. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to share it in, a, in an authentic way, which drives my team absolutely bonkers. Um, but for me, that's, that, that's kind of, that's always been my thing. I never want, I never want anything posted that somebody is like, hey, did you, did you do this? And I, and I have to look at them and go, no, I had no idea that went out, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's something that I, I feel very passionate about, regardless of how much it annoys everybody on my team. Um, did I answer your question? Okay. Hey, Leslie, that's a, that's a smart question. It's a tough question. It's a really relevant question. And it's something that, you know, Hunter, Hunter can tell us that. And, and we, we have to believe him because the evidence is in his relationship with his fans. You can't fake authenticity. You cannot no. fake authenticity. Yeah. And if Hunter was faking it, if he had other people posting for him or other stuff going out that, that wasn't Hunter, then Hunter wouldn't have that kind of relationship that he does have. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I haven't thought into what my legacy would be, because uh, that would stress me out. But what I've thought about is, you know, it's it's as simple as do can I represent that in 60 years, you know? Um, because I've seen too many fantastic artists have was some giant success with some you know move that they made. Um, which, granted, I've, I've made a couple of those moves myself, and I'm speaking from experience, but, um, you know, one song or a record or a series of records that, you know, 50 years from now, you go to see this, this, this artist, and they're like, no, I'm not playing anything from that era. You know, I would hate to have that. Um, and, it, and for me, like, as long as it came from a real place at some point, like, even though I'm not ne necessarily connected to it now, I'm still proud of it, you know? Um, and I'm, 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 I'll play it as long as people will, will come to the show to hear it. And so I think that's the thing. Do you want to be saying this in 50 years when they ask you about this in, in the long play game? You know, um, will, you, will you be able to smile when you explain why you did, why you did it? You know, will you feel good about it? Um, it there's, there's so many things uh, that there's a couple things that I've done, uh, short-term things that I was like, you know what, I think I need to do this for my business. And I was dead wrong. I was dead wrong because I did it out of a place of fear. I was afraid that if I didn't do it, I would not succeed. And what's funny is um, that, same, that same fear is so irrelevant because, uh, you know, after seeing the, the, the tides of, of all of this, it's like none of that's going to matter in 10 years. Only the fact that you probably, that you don't want to play that one song, <laughs> you know, and you compromised on something. Um, and Oftentimes, even though that's not necessarily discernible at, at face value, subconsciously people know that. People can feel that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was up till 4 a.m. last night actually on the bus watching interviews of Paul McCartney. Um, I love so much um, that the man has reinvented himself 
and, and let go of so many things for the sake of moving on and moving forward and growing, uh, it would be so easy for, a, you know, for a, the, the marketing-driven machine to say, no, the Beatles have to stay together and like, force them to hate each other. You know, there's so many plausible outcomes for, for, for that whole scenario. Um, it, but the growth wouldn't have happened and the sincerity, the authenticity, we wouldn't have gotten so many pieces of music that are pivotal to, uh, to, the, uh, to the landscape of music as we move forward um, because they were done in, a, in an era, in, a, in, a, with a, in the effort of staying absolutely undeniably present and maybe scared shitless, but in, a, in the best way, like, okay, I'm leaving one of the most successful band in history and I'm gonna do this. And it's going to work because I believe it's going to work because I know it's going to work. And, and it's scary, but, you know, it takes those moments of growth and those moments of regeneration and, and, and reimagining and reinventing, if you will. Um, I prefer reimagining because I think reinventing often requires way too much thought and loses sincerity. But, um, but that's what I love about it. And the fact that last night I'm on YouTube and YouTube finds me this 16-minute clip if you'd have told me that you got Paul McCartney to sit down for 16 minutes and do any kind of social media anything, I'd have told you you're crazy, but he wants to do it because he cares about his album. He wants people to hear that. And he's also showing a new side of himself, which I love. Like, he doesn't have to do that. You know what I mean? But he wants to. It's, it's apparent that he wants to. And the fact that he's doing so much activity right now, um, he still cares. And I really admire that, and I really respect that. And it really opened the door for, for kind of what you said. It's funny, because as a 22-year-old, um, even though I was only 22, I was, I was afraid that my career was going to be, you know, whatever, however many years long, because that's how so many... But, but that's because I was, I was listening to people who think that way. Whereas you look at somebody like him, you look at somebody like Stevie Wonder, you look at, you know, you too, who keeps reinventing themselves without reinventing themselves, you know? Um, they stay true to what they're passionate about, what they care about, what, what matters to them, and it stays important. You know, relevance is only because, you know, the question of relevance is only, I feel, born out of, well, we designed this to work around this specific era, and now we're out of that era, so what do we do now? You know? Um, so, that, so when I was 22, I was scared that I had a 10-year career, and now that I'm 27, I'm like, well, I've been at it for more than 10 years. So, you know, you, you, you have that exciting moment of, this is only one page of my story. And, uh, and it gets even more exciting to write the next page, you know, so. I, I love that you picked Paul McCartney because yeah. he's, uh, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a beacon, right? And one, one thing I've always observed about Paul McCartney, his quality I think you have, is, is he's remained humble and he's remained, you know, true to himself and authentic, you know, and just willing to put it out there, you know, whatever that looks like. So, and in terms of, you know, authenticity, let's build off that and I'm going to, I'm going to, actually pivot just a little bit and bring it back a little bit to kind of brand marketing talk, but uh, from an authenticity standpoint, from being true to yourself, you know, what do you look for uh, when considering brands to engage with or brands to be an ambassador for? I mean, obviously, you want it to be something you're already familiar with and something that you can already back, you know? Um, I'm, I'm proud of a lot of the stuff we've done because it is, it is done with that filter of, yeah, but would I talk about it anyway? You know, yeah, we, yeah, I want to build a big show for my fans, so yes, any money looks good, but at the same time, um, what, I, what we've kind of started looking out for as a team, and 
me personally, just because, again, when I'm talking to fans, I want to know that when they ask about something, you know, I'm able to talk directly to them. Um, is not just a campaign, but a campaign with a message, a campaign with a mission of some kind. I love when, you know, uh, a, a larger corporation or something has this really big movement they want to they be a part of or start or, or, or contribute to, or this, this message, just like, hey, you know, we're going to take a break from, like, this, and we're going to do a whole, um, like, for instance, you're good enough campaign. I'm like, I'm in. You know, if, if I've heard about them or if I haven't heard about them, as long as the, the why feels close to where I'm at, then it's like, okay, conversations can, can start happening. Um, does that make sense? Does that kind of add sense. up to and your question? Yeah, it does. And I'm actually going to flip the question to the audience as well. When you, as, as marketers, you know, when you're looking for, um, you know, talent to work with, what, what, anybody can shout out, but what, what do you look for when you're looking for talent to work with? Any thoughts? I don't want to answer my own question. That that would be bad form. So it's cool, guys. It's cool. It's, it's cool. fine. It's I know. totally fine. I put totally every fine. one of you guys on the spot right there. Yeah, I, you're right, Chris, and and so. We invited Hunter and we asked Hunter to come because we know that uh, one, Hunter is, is an authentic and an exceptional you know, rep rep represent, uh, representative of the country music industry. We know also that country music aligns well with, um, with, with Walmart shoppers and coincidentally we're launching a CMT shopper offering. So all of these things kind of made, made a lot of sense. So it's a matter of, you know, I said it earlier, it's a matter of aligning with your brand and aligning with uh, you, with the, the retailer, with Walmart's uh, brand priorities or, or what they stand for. And it's, it's not an easy thing to find, you know, when, when your priorities meet up with the brand's priorities, meet up with the retailer's priorities. But when you do, it can be a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think it's also a, really important that, you know, I know my audience. And I know that when they see you know, we can, we can start designing something together uh, with, a, with a partnership that I know that when they see it, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna know that it came from the right place. Like, and just instinctively you trust it mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's not, it's not off-brand off for me. It's not off-message for me. You know what I mean? That's, for me, I, I feel like from the outside looking in, that, that, that's something that I see as a priority for me, yeah. you know? And I love the fact that you said trust because there's a there's a trust deficit in our industry. And but when you work with authentic you know talent that has that connection that Hunter has, you can build that trust again. Yeah. So, any other questions in the um, in the audience? Amanda, <laughs> you're eyeballing. You're eyeballing. No question. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. I love that you asked that question. Um, I used to think about it. I used to look at it right when like things started really taking off, and I had one night that I can still hardly recover from reading uh, a fake story that a fan uh, actually wasn't. To be honest with you, it was it was someone that had come to a show um, who didn't know me at all, and or my music, 
and had sort of made up the story that was com basically put me in a place I, I wasn't in. Um, we had uh, a mascot at the time, and um, there was this weird interaction. It wasn't like inappropriate. It was just it was a, a, the mascot was still and didn't talk and didn't interact with anybody, and they thought it was me. And so I just got slammed all night long. And you know, you would think that you know, oh, you signed up for this. That's that's crap. I put my heart and soul into this, and uh, for a reason. And so it wrecked me. And so I I had to separate from um, kind of looking to that for any kind of like the numbers and all those things. I had I had to reapproach how I look at it, and uh, and and completely reevaluate um, how yeah how I approach it. So. I, I, I look at it with, with more of a, a, a treasure for, for, for who's there uh, and less of a, uh, a no, I let the team figure out the numbers stuff. Anything with numbers typically I don't want anything to do with in general. Um, and, uh, and Unless it's number one on the billboard, right? Then I care. Yeah. That's a good number. Then I care. I care a lot. But um, success, honestly, um, is is that looking back on what you know being able to do what I love you know being able to get on the road play shows um, you know talking to fans that have heard dear God and hearing incredible life stories that they're willing to share with me because again they're in a safe place it's a trustworthy experience or one shot <laughs> just had somebody share their one shot experience today and it was amazing I was like thank God so um, yeah, that's that's success to me. Being able to do what I what I love for a living, honestly, that's success, and huge success. Yeah, yeah. The same way every one of us does. The same way, um, and if and if I don't feel equipped to handle it, then I just, I just don't look at all. You know. Never read reviews unless somebody sends it to me and is like, dude, you got to see this. Then I'll read it. Then I'll check it out. But never look at, I mean, I, I'm very careful about which comments I look at. You know what I mean? Um, in fact, I rely on my team to kind of like see a conversation and like bring me into the conversation so that if I'm going to respond, you know, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a good place and I'm not putting myself at risk because it does matter a lot to me. It's, it's, it's my heart. It's my soul. So, um, I, honestly, I, I, I don't know how to necessarily handle it, so I handle it as, as best I can, carefully, one day at a time. And, uh, and yeah, and at the end of the day, too, man, you know, I, I think I've learned a lot about people through this process and the fact that, um, you know, like I saw this one thing this morning accidentally, and I just had to laugh because it's like, man, you spent a lot of time doing that. <laughs> you could have done something really productive, but for some reason that was important to you, so I hope you feel better. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and you have to kind of like, you know what, I've had bad days too. So, it, you know, you can, I, 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 honest, honest answer is I have no idea. I have no idea. I handle it the best way I can that day, you know. And some days it's better than others, you know. So I just want to recap two things, you know, that, that I heard you say. You answered Sarah's question, you know. You said same way as, as everybody does. And that, that's, you know. That's real, man. I mean, this, this guy's the real deal. I mean, he's, he's completely authentic. He's, he's, he's like you and I, except that he has a uh, tour bus and, uh, and a, uh, a, bu a, bunch of, a bunch of awards. But other than that, I mean, he's the real deal. He's authentic. 
I might have a tour bus one day. You don't know. Yeah. You should totally get you one. You don't know. I mean. Get a company yeah. tour bus, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <It's> an RV. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Dan. Um, the other thing you said, and you said this earlier on, and, and it, it's sticking with me, and, and you said it in the context of, of posting, but, but I think it's relevant to whatever you do on a day-to-day -day basis. But you can choose to say, I have an obligation to post, or I have an opportunity to post. And that's, it's a matter of just shifting that, that perspective. And that, that's inspirational. That's, that's whiteboard stuff. So I love that. Hmm. Yeah, all of my favorite like, speakers, and, and just in general, I don't know, it's just like, you, it's, it's up to you. You're going to wake up and you're going to have a day. You, you, only you can decide whether you're happy. In fact, Andy and I talked about that in the podcast about like money and like chasing things. And it's like, you know what? I've seen both sides. I've seen, I had this mentality for a hot second. If, if I get to this point, whatever this point is, whether it's um, a number on a chart, uh, a number on social media, a, a, a number of you know, financial whatever, then I'll be happier. And it never worked. It never did that. <laughs> I was always chasing something else because I'm, I'm a chaser. I will always be chasing something. Um, I have to decide to be happy right now. And only, only I can decide that. I'm the only one who can, who can start from a place of I'm happy now. You know? And I think you just get happier by, by, by way of not, putting, not making happiness depend on any other currency um, than what's good for you. you know? Those are smart words. Great words to end on. But I, I want to open it up one more time. A anyone else have any, any questions? I mean, I mean, this, is, this has been so, so brilliant. And They're like, he's talked enough. Let's move on. It's the no. last thing. It's just, we're ready for dinner. Let's You've get been, out of here. <laughs> You've been generous with your time, and I appreciate that. And congratulations on an exceptional career, but I know you're just getting started. Thank you. So I appreciate thank, you thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's edition of the Supplier Community Podcast. For more information about the experts featured on our content, go to our website, supplier.community. You've been listening to another episode of the Supplier Community Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get in touch with us, any of our experts, or to be featured as a Supplier Community expert, reach out to amanda at supplier.community.